Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and wherever you are listening. Welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement at the Empowerment Channel of Voice America, the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all our listeners here in the United States and Canada, but maybe also in Europe, Australia or China or India even. Anywhere you are and listening to this show live or as a recording, I'm very grateful that you are making time for you to find out more about the topic of retirement. It's my great pleasure to present this series of shows and bring subjects that will help you in planning and preparing for the next chapter in life. My name is Maria Lucasse and I am excited. This is the talk show for Unique women like you who dream to retire soon, blissfully. If this is what you are dreaming about, you are at the right place. You can still be working a job, but if you are contemplating early retirement now because of the situation with COVID-19, you need to be here listening. In this show, we feature guest experts on many topics. And today I'm welcoming Dr. Holly Donahue. Hello, Dr. Holly. How are you doing? I am amazing, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate the invitation, and I'm excited to speak to your audience about everything natural, natural medicine, natural healing, natural wellness. And as you all go into retirement, it is such a beautiful way to heal the body. So thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you today, that you have time for us to spend 30, 40, 50 minutes talking about this topic. I quickly want to read your bio so that the listener has a little bit of your background and then we're going to go right into the questions. So, Dr. Holly Donahue is a licensed board certified doctor of naturopathic medicine in the state of New Hampshire. She received a doctorate from Bastyr University in Seattle, Washington, an accredited university in natural health sciences. She has done comprehensive training in healthcare at the Bastyr Center for Natural Health and with doctors throughout New York's East and Northwest. Dr. Donahue believes that nutrition and lifestyle must work together to overcome illness and maintain health. The company has been uh, shaping things up for a decade and she knows everybody is struggling to be healthier. She says what we eat, whether we exercise or how we live our everyday life, they are all a series of choices. And Dr. Donahue is here to support and guide you to create whole health and wellness. She has put together several online health programs to address your health care needs and focus on specific wellness issues. You can do either these programs or you can 
work with her one-on-one to create an individualized program specifically geared towards your health and wellness needs. So, Dr. Holly, tell us a little bit more about your personal healthcare journey and how you became a naturopathic doctor. Yes, absolutely. So I will start with my personal journey really briefly. Um, Back when I was a teenager, I suffered depression and I suffered hormone imbalances. And I would go to several practitioners. um, And my mom was a mental health therapist as well. So I should note that. And I saw many, many different practitioners that were not able to get to the root of the cause of my depression and my hormonal imbalance. Um, My mentees were so bad that back in the day, they gave me Tylenol with codeine, right? So I don't believe we even do that anymore. Um, So I started on a journey and I was determined to figure out how could I have health and wellness. There was no reason for me to feel the way I was feeling. I had an amazing family, amazing parents amazing friends, and I just knew that there was help out there, and I just had to figure out what that journey looked like. So I I was on my own, and I continued to look with the support of my parents as well, and it wasn't until I stepped into natural medicine that I was able to lose weight, I was able to sleep better, I was able to balance my hormones, and I no longer had depression once my thyroid was fixed. So that's my personal journey, and it was probably, it took me about 10 years to figure that all out. So I'm here to share with each and every one of you as listeners, don't give up on your health journey. There are practitioners and individuals that can help you find your journey, and so that's how I actually became a naturopath. Um, was after my long journey. So thank you for asking that, Maria. Yes, I, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, told us about this so that we see how, how, how this came about and why you strongly believe in um, helping people in a more natural way as a, being a, a regular doctor. So what made you become an entrepreneur and open up your own clinic and online business? So that was just natural for me. I'm smiling ear to ear over here. My family is a whole <laughs> host of entrepreneurs. Um, it started with my maternal, grand, my maternal grandfather. Um, he actually had a stationery and shoe store in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I'm located in the seacoast of New Hampshire, My father had a home manufacturing business for well over 50 years that he started back in the day. He was a home manufacturer um, and built homes up until 2011 into his 80s. And my mom, as I mentioned earlier, was a mental health therapist, and she was an entrepreneur as well. So it was just only a natural journey for me to step in. And the other piece that I would like to say is at the time... When I became a naturopath 12 years ago, there's still not a lot of us out there. So it only made sense in order to spread the word and grow the medicine was to open my own clinic so that we could have a further reach locally and, you know, throughout the U.S. So that's how I stepped into it. It was just natural. And I was also 
a business and marketing major back in the day in college. So it's just, it's just in my blood. <laughs> yes, I hear. I hear. So you're really combining two um, paths of your life. The one, the first one when you did your marketing, and uh, and I don't know if you worked in in the in the marketing area before you studied for nat- to become a naturopathic doctor, but probably it's uh, uh, it, it's it's good because you need it both if you are an entrepreneur, and um, yes, right. it, it seems I, yes, yeah. Go ahead, I can share that journey. So I was actually in corporate America. Um, in the apparel industry for well over 15 years. And I got laid off two days after September 11th, for those of you that remember that, who are from the U.S. And, of course, that information was internationally, worldwide. And I said to myself, okay, God, I hear you telling me. And I had so many individuals in the apparel industry. I worked in the product development arena and they would say, you're so great with your health and you're so great taking care of yourself and you're wonderful with people. Why are you working with immaterial objects? You need to be out helping people. So there's your answer to your question right there, Maria. Yes, excellent. As you see, I I somehow <laughs> sensed it that that was what, what happened. Yes, I think um, the 9-11 situation was... Um, instrumental for a lot of us changing what we were doing and doing something new so i have this same feeling for the covid-19 situation where we are in right now that has probably people women especially in our age group say middle aged thinking about what life is all about but that's not the topic of today i want to talk with you a little bit more about health and illness and how we can either prevent or treat Things like that. So my first question is, what would be your definitions of health and illness? Yes, so that's twofold. That's one extreme or the other. So for me, health is all about balancing the mind, the body, your nutrition, and living your true authentic self um, mentally, emotionally, physically, and mind-body. So that is health. It is the whole health. It's the whole picture of the individual. And illness to me is a disruption of any or all of those, depending on um, your emotional state, your physical state, what you're actually, you know, feeding your body. And as, as many of you know, you heard Maria say, like, mind-body along with nutrition is so important for a healthy body. So illness starts if you don't give your body what it needs, and that starts as nutrition as a building block. Yes, exactly. We will come back to that. So the naturopathic medicine is completely, well, not completely different from the conventional medicine. If you would have to uh, explain to somebody who has no idea what naturopathic means in that respect, how would you explain that to somebody? Absolutely. I love this question. So when we go to our medical practitioner that's not naturopathic, that's not acupuncture, that's not chiropractor, maybe a primary care physician, um, and then specialized, whether it's oncology or rheumatology, When you go to those practitioners, they see you for a very short period of time. 
the way their medical system is set up and the insurance in the U.S. is set up. They may see you for 10 minutes, you go in with a symptom, and they often, not always, not all of them, but often will give you a medication for that symptom. They'll draw a lab or they'll go by the symptom alone and they'll say, here's your medication, call us if you have any questions. So that's a simplistic, that's not a total, but that's a simplistic medical model. In the naturopathic model, especially I can speak truly to myself, is we treat the whole person. My first office visit for patients is two to two and a half hours long. And I go deep in to figure out where the imbalances that I just mentioned with Maria's first question as to what is actually happening in the body is If it's physical, we treat the physical, but I explain it like an onion, peeling back the layers. We want to get to, you'll hear naturopaths say this all the time, but it's true, to the root of the cause. We want to figure out where are your imbalances? Is it vitamins? Is it minerals? Is it, is it something in your family, in your, in your relationships? Are you being stopped? Are you not living truly who you are? So we're digging deep into that. And so that we get a whole picture. The other piece I want to mention with that, um, that was mentioned earlier on the show, is that we individualize our treatment plans for you. It is personalized for your genetic makeup, who you are, and, you know, what you've experienced as a person. And it's put together just for you. And I will say strongly in my heart, like I know, like I know, like I know, there is not one treatment plan at my clinic that is exactly the same as another treatment plan. Certainly, if we're working with specific diagnoses, there's tried and true research around different herbs or supplements or amino acids or foods that will support different systems. And I utilize that. But that's not the only piece I utilize. So we're looking at the whole individual. So we're not just giving a medicine for the illness. Right. And um, yeah, and that is probably the biggest difference with what the regular uh, physician does. They are treating more the symptoms of what you have, and it's that's what it is. That's what they are. Uh, studied for to do but I think the naturopathic medicine has been along for a much longer time uh, in that Mm -hmm. respect so it's something that is coming out of um, ancient times you can almost say all the herbs Mm -hmm. and and things that you are using in your practice are things that have been used all over the world, no matter where you are, if you're talking about uh, the herbs and, and the plants that, that are used. It's a, it's a long history, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. What is the foundation of the naturopathic model? Is there something more in regard to, say, kind of science or um, therapy, theory, Uh, that you can tell us about the naturopathic medicine or treatment of um, illnesses or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're, we're trained in medical school, we are using what we call, um, naturopathic medicine is based on six principles. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And we all use that kind of as a system in order to treat. So the first one is the healing power of nature. And we assess the beast. We assess how the process is present in the body that we are um, striving towards health and defending disease. We look at identifying and treating the cause, which I just mentioned how we go about that. And I want to do a little interplay before I continue. We want to also, this is the older medicine. However, modern medicine is indicated and we need it. So don't disrespect it because it has brought us to where we are and it is helping us live longer. However, I wish we would go to natural medicine first and then the medical model in the emergent sort of state. So if I stepped out on the street right now and got hit by a car, I certainly want my modern medicine to interplay. Yes, for sure. um, Yeah. And I think so many people are like, oh, it's either naturopathic medicine or it's it's pharmaceutical medicine. And we need both. We need both. Yes. Um, so the next step is um, we identify and we treat the cause. We assess it as a doctor and we want to remove the underlying cause of illness or disease. First, do no harm. What that means is we want to use natural treatments, natural medicine um, substances and remedies that are going to risk harmful side effects. Then we step into um, the natural order of the naturopathic naturopathic intervention. So we want to reestablish natural health, including spiritual health. We want to stimulate the VEAS, which is that life force in you. We want to tone and nourish weakened systems, correct your physical or structural integrity if there's an imbalance, and then prescribe medicines. Like I said, it can be any of the medicines we talk about and modalities. I do about 30 different treatment modalities at the clinic, then we would prescribe pharmaceutical substances as needed. Then our last step would, we would be going into, say, for example, surgery, or if we're looking at cancer, chemotherapy, and radiation. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the level of natural medicine, and we're always a teacher. We're teaching a patient. I say to a patient that's in my clinic all the time, Please ask questions. I am here to walk with you on your health and wellness journey. The more open you can be, the deeper I can go with you. And I want you to truly understand why I'm asking you to do what you're doing. And then if you understand why I'm saying, please eat this and don't do this, and, you know, we're going through the whole treatment plan, you're going to do it because you're going to understand it. I believe a healthy mind and a healthy body is understanding where we're at in our illness, you know, or imbalanced state to where we're going. So let food be your medicine and medicine be your food unless the body's imbalanced. Then we need the herbs or the pharmaceuticals or other healing modalities. Um, The other um, principle we look at is treat the whole person. I mentioned that earlier. So I look at the determinants of health. So the determinants of health include nutrition, which we've talked about a little bit, sleep, exercise or movement. I don't use the word exercise at my clinic much in the sense that people are like, oh, exercise has to take hours. No, just move your body. We're structural right. human beings that need to move. We can't sit at our desk 24-7 
and not have movement. So even if you get up and move around every 50 minutes, that's tried and true and studied that your brain functions better. Hydration, you know, water, keep the water intake. Our body's 80% water, 20% cellular debris on average. There's different comments out there as what the exact number is. Um, yeah. Our physical, spiritual, emotional health and keeping our stress levels at bay. So those are... Um, the last one is prevention. So those, that whole sort of picture that I just, just described is our principles of naturopathic medicine that we follow when we go to treat and heal the patient. Yes, and that, that is so large in a way. You're treating the whole body from different aspects. Uh, what you would often hope that a general physician would do too, but often they don't have that time available to look mm -hmm. at it from so many angles and ways as what you do. But as you say, mm -hmm. indeed, um, first, the, the main thing is make sure that you have a healthy body. And then once mm -hmm. you're not healthy, then you can start looking on uh, how can we... Um, cure this in a way that is less invasive as having to take um, the, reg the regular pharmaceutical medicine or, yeah, if it's really bad, like you said, when you are in a car accident, you want a normal treatment and not just rely on herbs to get you back in shape again. Right. Yes, I, right. I, I was yeah, glad that you explained that to uh, the audience because that's not why we are talking about this. It's, uh, it's a combination of the two, but I agree with you totally that if you are not feeling well, if you have... Um, uh, a stomach ache or a headache, there might be different ways on uh, relieving that pain as by taking an Advil. Um, so that are right. the things that we can, we can, that I would love to talk about to see how that would work. So, um, so if you, if somebody would come to your clinic and say, and indeed says, I have migraines or I want to lose weight and I can't lose weight, or I can't sleep. So what are things, how can they take control on, of their nutrition and their health? What would you uh, talk with them about? What would be some strategies that they could do? Yeah, so again, it's individualized. So just keep yeah. in mind anything that I say, we want to make sure that you follow up with your medical practitioner, whether it's naturopaths or, you know, um, that sort of piece. So I want to be cautious that you're using this as an information source only. Sure. So when Maria asked that question, the first thing that comes to my mind is when I sit with a patient um, and there's a symptom and we're trying to figure out where that symptom is coming it's imperative that I understand their labs and I understand where they're coming from. So we always do labs, so we don't shoot from our hip. I also do other forms of natural evaluation and physical exam to figure out where the patient's at. Where I differ is I ask the patient to not tell me anything in the beginning when the patient's um, appointment is scheduled. I just make sure all their data is loaded into my electronic medical record system and when we meet, I actually evaluate the body and do the physical exam first. 
This way, I'm not looking for their symptom. I'm just hearing what the body's telling me. I'm evaluating their pulse. Um, I might be looking at their tongue diagnosis. I um, do iridology imbalances. I do your basic physical exam like most of you are familiar with, including all the vitals. Once we do that whole evaluation and I figure out where the body's at from an, an idea of an, a digestive standpoint, an elimination standpoint, all of those pieces... I then reconvene with a patient and I now do their intake. So I do it a little bit backwards because you're used to going into the doctor and saying, this is my problem, fix it, for example, right? So now when we sit down, I start looking at, you know, if you're talking migraines or you're talking sleep, I'm going to go about it in the same way. I'm going to figure out what is that obstacle that's creating that? What is that illness or dis-ease or imbalance that is creating this symptom for the patient. And honestly, it's often a food or a stressor or an emotional piece that the patient has created in their body. And it's up for me to do the detective work to figure out, do we use herbs? Is it a, do we use homeopathy? Like what that looks like. But I will tell you that when you leave my clinic, nutrition, is key, which Maria knows because we talked about this earlier. Like, you know, food has to be your medicine and that is going to be the foundation. And so often when I remove maybe, maybe it's caffeine, maybe it's sugars, um, again, evaluating all the labs that I'm looking at as well. If the patient doesn't have labs when they first come to see me, I give them a lab slip. Once the labs come back, I readjust their treatment plan. So it kind of all depends on what I'm seeing as to how I treat. However, the determinants of the health that I just talked about is what I use to assess and encourage the patient. In the world that we're in today, there are, there are so many stressors, so much anxiety, and so much depression of unknown answers for individuals. So we're digging deep in the clinic with that. I've never seen so much mental imbalances in my personal clinic. So that's kind of how I treat. Is that helpful or do you want to ask me a deeper question? Um, That is definitely very helpful for us uh, to understand how you um, help women or whoever is coming to your clinic. So that is kind of the procedure that you do. But I would also like to talk with you a little bit more, um, say, uh, how you would help somebody that wants to lose weight. Because I think what I remember when we talked is that you have a special way of how to treat weight loss. If somebody would come to you, you would not say you want to lose weight. You want to lose fat. So, right. um, yes. So, do you? Um, how would you? How would you do that? How would you explain that to the person that comes and say, "Hey, I'm overweight. Um, what What would I need to do to, uh, with regard to nutrition, um, to to start working on losing?" weight by losing fat. Right. So exactly. So I assess, I assess the fat and the healthiness of the cells as uh, Maria is saying here. So again, 
Losing weight will come. So I never focus on the weight, but I can kind of do the steps so that people understand. Losing weight will come, I promise you, if you eat the bo- if you eat the food that the body is lacking. So what that means is when I create a nutrition plan for you, I am asking, for example, I'm going to look at what your oftentimes it's non-fasting in my office, non-fasting blood glucose are. I'm going to look at your insulin levels. I'm going to look at your LDH, and I'm going to look at your clinical profile of your labs, like I kind of mentioned. So I'm going to see where those are off, but I'm also going to assess where they're off when we do the physical exam as well. So many times, patients that come into the clinic, not always, but they'll have a digestive imbalance. So if our digestion is not working at the stomach level or the small intestine level, and we're working to eat really good foods, then how can our body take in the nutrition that it needs? The other piece with um, weight loss, fat loss, I want to say, as opposed to weight loss, is that many patients are eating the wrong foods and they often have what we call dysglycemia, which is blood sugar imbalances, which is sugar imbalances. And they're getting too many starches and sugars in their diet. And then the stress can also be thrown in there with cortisol and again, throw the blood sugar off. So many patients will say to me, but I don't eat much sugar. I'm really trying to cut back. So in our world, we're taught exercise more, but don't eat as much. Well, that doesn't make sense to me, and it doesn't make sense to the body. So if we do that, we throw the body in a stress state. The body's going to say, I better hold on to everything because you're not going to feed me. And if you don't feed me, I need to use my resources to actually function for you. So that's one of the main reasons is the discomfort glycemia, the imbalance in the blood sugars. So how I would treat that is a patient, I would have a patient eat small meals five times a day. And everyone looks at me like, wow, I can't do that. And I always say, you can't or you won't. And I will tell you that most patients do not eat enough. And they're afraid if they eat, they're going to gain weight. If they do this, they're going to gain weight because they don't understand They're macro and micronutrients. So macronutrients is the balance of your carbohydrates, your proteins, and your fats. And the micronutrients are more like the sodiums, the potassiums, the chlorides, the magnesium, and so forth. So it's important for our body to have balanced nutrition in order to function. So I tell patients when they come into the clinic and they're, they're overweight, we're constantly fine-tuning to help you lose weight, but you have to be patient. The first three months are the most challenging because I'm often taking away favorite foods that patients yeah. love, and they're like, I, I can't not eat that, and it's like, but you came to me and you want to make changes in your health care and you want to lose weight those foods are probably causing you challenges and not allowing your metabolic processes to work efficiently. The other thing is, you know, movement. Like we need to get out and move our body. And many of us, especially with what's going on, are stagnant. We're not getting outside. We're not getting out in nature. We're not moving our mind. We're not moving spiritually. We're just, we're emotionally stuck because we can't have the answers. So, 
Clinically, I do a whole evaluation to figure out where is the patient at, where are their imbalances. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't really focus on weight, but naturally the weight will come off. Is that helpful or is there any yes, that's, that's that you perfect. feel like I missed that's, on your end? Okay. No, no, I like that. I like that because you are uh, exactly explaining to our audience uh, how the body is functioning, that with whatever you eat, uh, if you are eating the wrong things, then your body is in not in balance with regard to um, their uh, um, aminosaurs and vitamins and, and, and all those things. And the, the only way to get that back in, in balance is by eating different things and let go of food that you may be really like, but that are not healthy for you. So, and yes, it, that's the hard part, I think, of changing your <laughs> lifestyle food-wise um, to let go of things that you really uh, that you really like. So, I want Great. to go for a break right now. And uh, to the listeners, thank you for listening so far. I hope you are enjoying our talk this morning about naturopathic health and medicine. Dr. Holly and I will be back in a little while from our break. So if you have any questions, please feel free to email me and I'll talk to you again in a few minutes. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you discovered your brain power? Just ask yourself, what's my number? And use the amazing power of emotional brain training, EBT. Enhance your vibrancy, happiness, relationships, productivity, sense of purpose, and health. Listen for Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. Experience the power of EBT every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your mind, body, and life will thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
You are listening to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. To reach Maria Lucasen, her guest, or the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send to Maria at marialucasenhq.com. Now, back to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Yes, hello. Welcome back, ladies. I hope you the show is resonating with you. If that is the case, please, if you are listening on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or any of the, the podcast channels, leave us a five-star review so we uh, people will see that we are doing a great job and have great interviews. I also love to get your comments or questions about any of the topics that we talk about. So feel free to email me so I can answer them in the next episode. Now, let's dive in a little bit further with Dr. Hawley about naturopathic medicine. And we were just talking about how women can lose weight by eating healthier food. So... um. Dr. Holly, what can women do to get a better daily balance in, um, and, a, and a feeling of wellness? What are some suggestions, some tips that you say, okay, um, and how do you that yourself, really, um, in, in, in your life? How keep you a healthy life for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So... Um Basically, I'll, I'll talk about my lifestyle so that people can get an understanding, and then I'll give a few little helpful hints, um, but always reach out to your practitioner for support. So how I have figured out works really well for me is I have to have a mental and spiritual balance a, a, and a physical balance and my body's balance. So every morning when I get up, the first thing I do is do lemon and water, cold lemon water and a pinch of Himalayan sea salt. And I Ah. eat a little snack and I do my prayer and I do my meditation. And my snack always has protein in it because protein is going to satiate the body for longer times. And what I want to say with that is so many people don't eat breakfast and have anything when they wake up in the morning and that can throw your blood sugars off unless of course you're fasting for a reason. Then I do my spiritual practices and, and that's varying, but it's, you know, my pattern that works for me, it's prayer, meditation, some journaling, and then I get into my movement and exercise, which always includes um, some sort of cardiovascular workout along with weightlifting. And then I'm off to work. So then I now have my body and mind are grounded. I have some food and nutrition in my body to get me through the day and to start working with patients so that my blood sugar and stress is balanced. And so then I start my day and around noontime or so, I have another snack. So as I mentioned before, I'm eating four or five times a day to keep my blood sugar balanced. I have a busy lifestyle. I own three businesses. There's a lot of different things going on in my mind on a daily basis, including patients. And then at the end of the day, I have rituals for closure. Um, I believe it or not, I come home and I'll take a shower to kind of rinse the day away and to eat dinner and to get into relaxing clothing. I do prayer at night. 
and off they go. And so it's really important why I'm mentioning how I'm doing it. That doesn't mean that that will work for you. And I'm an early riser as well. That's what keeps me grounded. And when Maria says, what can people eat or do to help them have more of a balanced metabolic system or possibly to get their foods more balanced? When I sit down and when I work with my patients and for myself, I say, what do I want for protein? What are my vegetables? And that's how I put my nutrition plan together. And oftentimes I will food prep on Sundays so that I have the foods in my refrigerator to grab and head off to work for a day for myself. Always think about what protein can I have? And again, what vegetables can I have? So, or work best for me. You need those sorts of vegetable intake for your micronutrient status and the protein and the fat we're going to carry you throughout the day. And those small meals are going to keep your blood sugar balanced. Certainly still have your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but then put some little snacks in there in the interim that work for you. The definition of breakfast is exactly what it is, and I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, I never thought of it that way, so let's break the word down. It's break fast, right? Right? So breakfast is your most important meal, unless for some reason you figured out that that doesn't work for you as an individual, and you might want not want to eat until 11 o'clock or so, then you'll kind of, you know, flip your structure. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to hit home is that what works for you for your personal lifestyle is the most important to focus on, not what your friends do, not what your family does. That's not going to work. You need to go into your heart, know what your nutrition is, work with one of us, a naturopath. I'm happy to work with any of you and like create a plan for you. Right. I like that. I'm a, I'm a firm believer about breakfast. I will not go out of the door without having mm-hmm. my breakfast. I, I need a coffee in the morning and breakfast, but I do similar things like you do in the morning with meditation, with some yoga, and sometimes like you do uh, some uh, cardio as well to get my uh, energy going in the morning. And I, I have a juice with, that I take with my um, multivitamin because you can't get everything in the right doses in in the regular mm-hmm. food, but as long as you uh, don't eat every day the same, then you have a variety of vitamins and so but yeah, breakfast for me is is very important. I won't start the day without, except for days like today when I'm uh, doing intermittent fasting. But that's a different topic. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, why do women in midlife, are there special um, re- reasons why they will come to you compared to, say, a younger person? Or is there no, no difference in, in that respect? Uh, why somebody will... Uh, in in the, in the senior age group will visit an, a naturopathic um, doctor. 
Is the difference? Yeah, is is, is the special things that I come for to you? Do you have recognized that? Yeah. So um, so absolutely. So what I want to say to that is, as we age, if we haven't done the absolute best that we know how to do, and this isn't to make anybody frustrated that they can't start. Your next day, you can start on anything. You can change your life right now if you choose to. So I want to preface by saying that. And every hour, every minute, we make decisions. And we can change how we're doing things. So the empowerment is within you to make the changes. Um, The conditions that I see, if a patient hasn't done anything to heal them naturally... Could be menopausal symptoms, could be hot flushes. Um, you know, we start to, our hormones start to change, and it depends on the individual what that looks like. But often progesterone starts to decrease, we know, as we age, and estrogen can be at higher levels, which can cause symptomatology um, in an older individual. And that depends when you're going through your change of life, as we call it in the U.S., um, your perimenopause, premenopause, into your menopause. So often I'm looking at balancing the hormones with individuals, knowing that we can use botanical herbs first before we go into bioidentical hormones. Um, and also we can use food as nutrition. What I want to step back and say is the longer that we wait to heal ourselves with the symptoms that we are having, based on what I said earlier, the deeper the illness is going to go in the body. So it may take a bit longer to heal. But how I treat a 35-year-old or a 25-year-old or an 80-year-old or 55-year-old all depends, again, (laughs) is where your weaknesses are. What are the symptoms that you're coming in with and how can we go deep into the body with healing? Um, And then, of course, there's different conditions that will show up as we get older if we haven't um, led that healthy lifestyle. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, that does. And that's what you have been empathizing really already uh, in our conversation this morning. It's very personalized. It's very individual uh, how you treat um, your patients. Um, I have another question and I just thought about that. We have been talking about body health. What about, Mm -hmm. um, especially now we're getting older, there are many of us who are living individuals um, because of um, an empty nest or somebody passed away or we just like me are single all our life. Um, if, if somebody like uh, that would come to you just because they are um, more in um, uh, feeling lonely, um, maybe they um, are not as social as going out, how would you, would you help people uh, like that? Right. So, right. And especially what's happening with our universe right now, um, I say the, the, we as individuals are the ones that are caged, not the animals, because we're seeing more animal movement, right, with everything. And as we're starting to move through um, the pandemic that we're in right now, more people are inside, more people are not around people because they are fearing that. And 
also what you're speaking of as, as we age and our life changes, we may not be around um, as many people as we once were. So here's what I know is God, spirituality, whatever your higher being is, I have no opinions on that. We were not meant to be put on this earth and be alone. Part of who we are is being around people and engaging with people. Sure, you could be an introvert. Sure, you could be an extrovert. Extrovert needs more people than introverts. However, we need people for love. We need to give hugs. We need that energy exchange for healing. So if I worked with an individual that was extremely lonely or was an empty nester, like Maria just said, um, and they're trying to figure out how do we get out there? What does that look like? I would help them sort of navigate that. Like, how could we get you out? Do you like to read? Like, figure out where their activities are that make them happy. Like, where they are joyful. Like, joy is so important and so is love. What do you love to do as yourself and who you are to show up in the world? And let's reach out into that. Or in the state that we're in right now, we are encouraged not to hug, not to touch. And that's really what's challenging for so many people today, being alone and feeling lonely and grieving and people passing and not being able to have celebrations of life. Again, whatever that looks like for people. So we're fortunate in this sense that I'm happy that we have tech. So I would encourage my patients to reach out, whether they do FaceTime, whether they, whatever that looks like, like look and see and reach out to people and ask for help. Tell people you're lonely. It doesn't mean that you're not a good person. It doesn't mean that, you know, your life is important as well. That's what I want to say. And so ask for what you need. And so many individuals are fearful to ask for what they need because somebody may have an opinion. I don't really, like, I don't live like that. If I need something, I ask. I use my leadership. I reach out and I'm like, look, this isn't my forte. This isn't my skill. And I need your help. Or I need love right now. Like, can we chat? Do you have a few minutes? If you don't right now, when could you set that time up? Human connection is imperative, along with animal connection as well, to live your life. And it's part of you being a whole person And quite frankly, you know, being out and being around in culture and being out in nature and touching the earth and, you know, immune system health is so high right now. Like, I get that all the time. How can I build our immune system? It can be built on everything that we talked about earlier, as well as love and connection. Is that helpful? Yes, very helpful. And I think it's a perfect final answer on all the questions that I had about this Mm. topic. We are getting Mm. to the end of our um, hour in the talk show. So um, just quickly, how can people uh, that are listening get in contact with you? And is there something specific that you could offer them? I can add that to the Uh, your bio so people can find it if that is the case with a link later on you can send me the link if that is the case but this uh, just in 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 one minute is there anything that uh how they can get in touch with you absolutely so probably the best way and the easiest way is 
Uh, Dr. Holly Donahue, D-O-N-A-H-U-E, and then you can put N-H, which is New Hampshire. I have two businesses, KiraNaturalHealing.com, which Maria will put in the link notes. I don't have to spell it for you. That is my clinical practice for local patients who want to come see me. My other business is more of an online, and that is simplehealthnh.com. And that's actually where I have programs. I have a sleep program, a healthy eating and kitchen program, along with a detox program. And if you jump on Simple Health and get on our mail list, on the next um, week or so, we are going to be running a detox program at a 25% discount as my gift to our world, and now is a great time to do detoxing. Um, if you're not completely exhausted and fatigued already, fall and spring is a fantastic time to actually detox and prepare the body for the next season. So I would say those are the two best ways to get in touch with me. Get on the email list, and then you will get our coupon code to go ahead and do the detox program, which I personally created myself. Woohoo! Excellent, excellent. Thank you. That sounds really good. And listeners, you can either send me an email if you want the details or look at the bio later this week when I update it with the link to the website. So, yes, um, in that regard, I, I want to, to add, if I had to give you an, a, a fast action tip today is would be cleanse with doing juicing so that you can detox your body. You can make juices from, free, uh, from fruits or raw vegetables in Beautiful colors like orange and red and and all kinds of greens. And as long as you juice them and only drink the juices, you're still getting vitamins and nutrients, but it also will help you detox the rest of your body. But I think Dr. Holly Donahue's program is even better as just my quick tip here. So my quote (laughs) for today is... Every time you eat or drink, you are either feeding disease or fighting it. This is from Heather Morgan. So that is what I have as permanent um, scheduled here for you today. I also wanted to quickly remind you that if you are a, a woman that is at home right now because of the coronavirus and is looking for help how to cam- how to make your life, your retirement more purposeful, then there is a free resource that you can get from me. It's an assessment that will help you to start your journey of making your retirement more pleasant, more purposeful and affordable. Just click on the link in the banner. And then lastly, I wanted to quickly announce next week we will be talking about Alzheimer. And I think everybody knows in meanwhile what Alzheimer is. Um, it's uh, the one of the, in, in 2020, Alzheimer and other dimension will cost the nation $305 billion. So between 2000 and 2018, Death from heart disease was 7.8% down, but Alzheimer's disease is up 
146%. So that's where we will be talking about next week. I thank the listeners for tuning in today in the show. And we will be back next week at the same time in the morning. And I hope to hear from you either by an email with comments or questions. So I wish you all a blessed day and see you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.